You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff. This is Triviality. Hello, and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name's Jeff, and I was told I had to kick the show off today, so... That was very Seinfeldian of you. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Well, you know, I'm sitting here drinking my coffee, uh, feeling a little Seinfeldian myself this morning, so... Well, you do, you? Have, you do have Kramer's haircut today, so your hair is, is very high. And he's wearing a puffy shirt. He is, that's right. Puffy I don't want to wear a puffy shirt. And he brought us a nice uh, Fusilli Ken into the studio today. I didn't even get a chance to introduce Ken and Neil in the studio, but uh, they went ahead and did introduced it, themselves. Yeah, did it so. ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And Matt, uh, what else did Jeff bring today for his Seinfeld bag of tricks? Um, uh, those... Uh, jeans that uh kramer was wearing when he walked like frankenstein <laughs> that's why jeff can't sit down He's standing yeah <laughs> and the facility I, can you jerry. believe i had to go all the way to the jerk store for those <laughs> uh well yeah uh this is uh, an exciting episode today uh jeff uh you're gonna be sitting out today so we're just gonna like put you in the corner for the rest of the episode but Lovely. Uh, but no you'll be here we hope you have some color commentary but we have some special guests that we want to introduce today uh, our first special guest is someone I've known for many, many years, been on uh, his podcast, which is such a, a great time every time I get a chance to do it, uh, a local person as well. Uh, that's John Clark from Caffeinated Comics. How are you, John? Good. How are you? Doing great. Uh, for folks at home, tell us a little bit about yourself and where they can uh, find your show. Oh, sure. Well, uh, I'm the host of Caffeinated Comics. We've been doing it for 10 years. Um, we are on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. We've a good 700 episodes in. Wow. We initially started it with my co-host Stephen Brown to promote his store. His store no longer exists, but the podcast does. <laughs> so every week we cover all the news that's fit to geek. Uh, sometimes we'll have special guests on. We've had um, the creators of Bane and the writers of Daredevil, um, the creator of Deadpool. But for the most part, it's usually discussing what's going on in the week, why DC movies can't get it together, and why Marvel movies are going the way of DC movies. Well, thank you so much for being here, John, and we are super excited to welcome our guest host today uh, because John is going to be playing as a competitor, and our guest host is someone we're very happy to have back uh, coming to us from Ontario, Oakland Five supporter on Patreon, Bryce Thompson. How are you, Bryce? I'm doing well, Neil. How are you? Doing well. Uh, So happy to have you back. It's been uh, a long time in the works, but uh, we're super excited to have you here. Tell folks a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Bryce Thompson, and I'm from Delhi, Ontario, which is a small town about an hour and a half west of Toronto. 
Uh, I recently switched jobs about three months ago, and I'm now working as an accountant. So I no longer watch paint dry for a living. I look at spreadsheets for a living. So it's uh, objectively less boring than before. But uh, I don't have as much time to listen to podcasts anymore, unfortunately. But I still listen to Triviality every week when I get the chance. So got to crunch the numbers. Yeah, less fumes too, which is good. Absolutely. Uh, well, you're going to host today's game for us, Bryce, uh, which we're excited about. And uh, we split into teams here. Uh, John and Matt are going to be a team today. And uh, I think it's pretty simple what your team name is going to be. Uh, John, I'll let you take it. Oh, uh, what do we agree Just on? Caffeinated Just caffeinated yes, comics. Yes, caffeinated comics. Yeah. We, there was some discussion about decaffeinated comics. But yeah, your team is fully caffeinated. You'll be yes. caffeinated comics today. And uh, Ken, you picked our team name today. Yeah, a little uh, PSA for the people out there. We're going to be caffeinated conglomerate refreshers because a lot of people don't know there's a ton of caffeine in those because it's made with unroasted coffee extract yeah. so, so don't don't give it to kids then right matt uh no keep buying them and giving them to children okay just don't the let the children hang out with you For, yeah well they leave the store so i don't care what happens after they leave uh, the store okay good yeah <laughs> uh, that's well, why there are playgrounds <laughs> that's anyways, right just let them juice. run it's not juice people it's not, not juice it's coffee uh, but speaking of juice, we need a little extra juice to get the game going. Let's throw it to Darren for the rules read. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. Thank you, OJ, Darren. OJ Simpson impression? Is that the juice? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was his, his famous OJ Simpson if impression. If Darren did it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, we have uh, caffeinated conglomerate refreshers versus caffeinated comics. Let's throw it to Bryce to start the game. All right, gentlemen, we're going to get this game kicked off and start with round number one. Question number one, and the category here, is called Failed Netflix Docufilms, Probably. And uh, this one's going to be a classic before and after, so there's going to be a mashup of two answers here. The last word of the first answer is going to be the same as the first word of the second answer. And here's the question. The name of the national competition most recently won by 14-year-old Dev Shah is also a 2007 animated movie starring Renee Zellweger and Matthew Broderick about a major lawsuit for centuries worth of theft. All right, we're uh, going to go ahead and lock in here. The only thing I could think of, Renee Zellweger animated movie, the only thing I could think of is Spelling Bee movie. Yeah, I think we accidentally foreshadowed the first question um, when we are... I don't want to be in a movie. We are <laughs> caffeinated <laughs> comics and cars, I believe. Uh, National Spelling Bee movie sounds right. Yep, we were getting thrown off by Matthew Broderick, and then we remembered he's uh, Jerry Seinfeld's buddy, and we were going with Spelling Bee movie. And I intentionally left out the lead actor of this movie being Jerry Seinfeld, of course, and uh, both teams got that one correct. Correct answer there was Spelling Bee movie. Great job. Thanks. Good start. All right, next, moving on to question number two, and the category is Peace on Earth. After numerous on-court incidents, NBA superstar Ron Artest decided to change his name to Meta World Peace in order to show the world his intentions of becoming a better person on and off the court. If Meta World Peace were to visit the office of the World Peace Foundation at Tufts University before his next game, which NBA team would he likely be facing that night? 
All right, so we don't know where Tufts University is. Um, we're assuming it's in the United States or Canada. Um, so we're just going to pick one of the one of the teams and take a guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, John, have you ever graduated from Tufts University? No, not that I'm aware of. Okay. I, Sometimes you accidentally. I graduated from Brooklyn College, and Tufts was not nearby, so we can rule that borough out. Uh, the only thing I know about Meta World Peace is that he was on Key and Peel a bunch one season. Mm. Uh, Tufts, I want to I, I want to go cliche and just say it's New England and Massachusetts. So, it, uh, just because you know you're thinking, it leads me to things like Harvard and Yale, and Tufts is way up there. I'm pretty so sure that it's say. on the East Coast, and I think it is in that New England area. So we can probably lock in with the Boston Celtics. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, we said the same thing. I hope Matt's right. And, um, yep, Tufts University is in the nice. greater Boston area, so he would likely be playing the Boston Celtics that, that night. Was, Great that job, was guys. a lucky guess. Very lucky. All right, next we're moving on to question number three, and the category here is called We Have the Meats. Designer Frank Fernandez is the man behind Lady Gaga's iconic meat dress, which she wore at the 2010 VMAs. It was made entirely using 50 pounds worth of flank steak, entered Time Magazine's distinction of Fashion Statement of the Year. The meat was purchased from Fernandez's local butcher in his home country of Ware. No word on whether they used the leftover cuts of beef to create their unofficial national dish, Milanesa. All right, we're going to go ahead and lock in here. Uh, not too sure, but uh, good enough for a guess. Okay, well, they're locked in. I haven't had a lot of Milanesa, I don't believe. Um, do you have any uh, initial ideas here? I mean, between Fernandez and Milanesa, we're definitely Spanish-speaking. Mm-hmm. My only issue is with a meat dress going to L.A., is that a transatlantic flight? Yeah. Um, so I'm leaning towards Portugal, but I could be Brazil. Yeah, Brazil. But, but either one, they're very meat. They're very meat-focused and Spanish-speaking. Yeah, I kind of like Brazil. I feel like um, it's a it's got a lot of um, fashion in that area. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think that that would make sense. You want to go with Brazil? I'll, yeah, let's go with Brazil. Okay. Locked in. Uh, interestingly, we were kind of between, uh, Spain and Portugal and we went with, uh, Spain. Uh, so they do speak Portuguese, uh, but you chose the wrong country. Mm. Uh, unfortunately the correct answer here is Argentina. Mm. No. Oh. Didn't even think about it. Wasn't in the running. Yeah. Interesting. Where would you like your meat to come from, Bryce, if you wore a dress full of meat? I mean, preferably as local as possible. I mean, I, I can't imagine that that would uh, last too long. Um, <laughs> wear old meats. There, but... well, actually, Ken, you're a vegan, but if you had to wear a suit of meat to get paid like a million dollars, what meat would you choose? Human. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the easiest type of meat to wear. All right, Bryce, go ahead. All right, let's uh, get into question number four here. And the category is, how much can I get for this kidney? An arm's length transaction is a business deal between two unrelated parties acting in their self-interest without any outside influence. Now, assuming you also needed arms to make an arm's length transaction, which three long bones would you need to close the deal? I'll give you three points for each correct answer and a bonus point if you can get all three. So we're looking for the bones of the arm. Yeah, we're locked in. Okay, that was fast. Um, I'm not a bone doctor. I'm not too familiar with these. I've broken one of these. Uh, If you say it out loud, maybe I'll know it. Uh, Do you have any off the top of your head? 
Now I keep going to femur, and I know that's a leg. That's a leg. So um, I can picture every one of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because there's, there's the bicep, then there's the two in your forearm, then there's all the ones in your hand and your wrist. Yeah, and tibia is also leg, right? Yeah. I think we know yeah. the leg better than the arm. Oh, boy, do we have nothing? Is this possible? I just want to yell out some Latin. Mm-hmm. Um, not like a, no, I, I mean, I had a, I had a break in one of these arms. I broke both my arms at various points because I have a very rough lifestyle. And you don't remember a doctor telling you what happened? Well, when I or was just five. Okay. The veterinarian didn't provide that information. <laughs> <laughs> they don't usually talk to their patients. Yeah. They would have to put me down. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I guess we can just say... Time to put this question yeah, the Yeah. The fibula, the tibula, and the tribula. So close. Mm-hmm. Just remember, if you can't think of something, say something funny. Yeah. And I didn't either. Say something humorous. Humorous. Mm. Uh, that would be the funny bone. Uh, the radius and the ulna are in the forearms. And uh, Ken got all three there, so he's going to get all 10 points. Correct answer being the humerus, also known as the funny bone, the radius, and the ulna. I, I broke my uh, radius and ulna simultaneously one time. so That's going to be a nasty break. Yeah, it wasn't the best. Are those all your broken bones? I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, that's it. I've only broken the... And I had a stress fa- fracture in my foot. Oh, from from uh, just a long work day and you're just really stressed and it's fractured? I, I, don't, know. I don't know why. Oh, I broke I used the to walk like a goof when I was a kid. It's all that ass kicking. Yeah, right. I broke the growth plate in my right thumb from playing ushering football. I p- tried to block a pass and it broke. That's why my it's thumb. so tiny. That's exactly. That's why one. That one's that's so why much Australian tinier. Australian football players have such tiny thumbs. <laughs> they keep breaking growth plates. I broke my clavicle playing uh, flag football. So all right, it's pretty hard. Those bleachers never knew what hit them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bryce. And uh, let's get into question number five. And the category here is called Guardians of Compton. In some sort of bizarre film mashup, suppose Peter Quill and Easy e go cruising around nowhere in their sixth foe, Jock and the Freaks and Clock on the Doe. If they were driving around in a 1964 Galaxy, which automaker would be spelled out on the front of the hood? Uh, I, I, we could lock in with a guess, Ken. Okay. I'm just happy to provide entertainment with the to the fine folks, you know? I don't need to win. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on you guys. And, and that is not great. I'm not a real big car guy. Uh, have you? Did you have a 1964 like a Transformer? <laughs> yeah. I, love no, I feel really. I feel really confident it's a Ford. I just like as soon as they said Galaxy, I went, "Oh, Ford Galaxy." Okay. That, and I also said Samsung Galaxy. So. <laughs> okay, that's probably not right. <laughs> so. Yes, I'm. I'm feeling Ford. Okay. So, We're feeling Ford too, right? Yeah, yeah. I I, I knew that uh, a Chevy Impala is the six four. Uh, Easy, he's talking about, and then uh, yeah, we just thought Ford Galaxy sounded right. And uh, this would be my former employer. Uh, the correct answer here being a mm. Ford Galaxy. Great job, both of you guys. Easy, E was your former employer. <laughs> <laughs> Make, it was a rough life. Making paper paper bills. <laughs> well, it's time for a score recap. All right, and after the first five questions, we have a slight score lead of 40 to 30 in favor of caffeinated conglomerate refreshers uh, and then just trailing behind caffeinated comics. So. All right. And with that, we'll go right into question number six. And the category here is, sorry. 
One sunny afternoon in Ohio, Bowling for Soup went bowling for bowls of soup, where each point they scored got them a bowl of soup. If Jarrett threw a perfect game of 10-pin bowling, how many bowls of soup would each current member of Bowling for Soup have to consume if they divided the bowls of soup between them evenly? So they, they have one perfect game, and now they're dividing that by the member the number of members of Bowling for Soup, correct? That's That's correct. Okay. So we've crunched the numbers, and uh, I think we have our answer. Okay. All right. Well, the you... perfect game is a perfect, perfect game, game is three hundred. Yeah. Yes. Um, I now... have the advantage where I just saw Bowling for Soup at Riot Fest um, instead of going to Neil's wedding. Just kidding. I went to both, um, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that they have five members, so that would be sixty bowls of soup each. Right? Does that make sense? Okay, that math checks out. I, I thought it was I thought it was four members. We we two had three hundred. Uh, I figured it was four members. I don't know why they need a fifth. So we're gonna go with seventy five. All right. So uh, both teams knew how many points for a perfect game, um, but the correct answer here being seventy five. Mm. There were four members in the band bowling for soup. So points going to Ken and Neil on that question. Yeah, see, you can't... see, I've only ever seen them live, so I, I always see them with an extra touring guitars, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's like when Maybe. I saw Green Day. Green Day came out, and then three more people came out, so they had a whole backup Green Day behind Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> is is it is a backup Green Day just as okay as a regular Green Day, or yeah, they're more of like a lime Green Day. Yeah, it's not a full day; it's just an afternoon. So green afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lime green dusk. <laughs> Big Green Day concert here in Canada today for the Grey Cup halftime show. There you go. Shout out Grey Cup halftime show. All right. Uh, We are going to move right into question number seven. And the category here is this is your brain on drugs. What Spanish born artist is known for work such as Metamorphosis of Narcissus, Slave Market with the Disappearing Bust of Voltaire, and dream caused by the flight of a bee around a pomegranate a second before awakening. You can see these paintings and more at his museum in St. Petersburg, Florida. Well, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and lock in here. Not not 100%. Okay, so they're locked in. Um, art usually isn't my biggest, uh, my strong suit. Um you deal with comic books. It's like art. <laughs> you have an idea? Yeah. I, uh, every title that I heard sounded like Kafka to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I know is not a visual artist. Yeah. Um, I th- a lot of metamorphosis and I thought Kafka insects. immediately. Um, but if we're looking at maybe based on the title, some kind of surrealist paintings, a Spanish painter, we're probably looking at Dali. Um, you want to lock in with that? Uh, yeah, I would lock in with Dolly. Those are the Dolly-esque titles as well. <laughs> Dolly-esque. There's a lot of, a lot of words in a Dolly title. Yeah, 100%. Persistence of time. Yep. And... We said uh, Dolly, though we don't know about this uh, museum in St. Pete's. Hold on. And it's uh, quite the cool place. Um, and yeah, he's most well-known for a lot of his melting clocks, melting uh, other artifacts. Correct answer here being Salvador Dolly. Nice. Nice. And his mustache is there as well. <laughs> got in a glass case actually welcomes you in <laughs> yeah right it talks yeah. and it's mounted like a big mouth billy bass <laughs> it sings 
All right, and uh, question number eight category here is another day, another Florida man headline. Speaking of Florida, I'm sure most people are familiar with the Florida man meme, which originated due to the loose freedom of information laws in Florida. If you read an article titled, Florida Man Chops Off His Finger in a Carpentry Mishap, which Florida-born artist and television personality would this headline be talking about? My my first thought was Bob Ross for some reason, and that this was a happy little accident that he cut his finger off, but I'm not 100% sure. I know he's born in Florida. Um, He was a television personality. I'm willing to go Bob Ross. Okay. I, until Let's you hope. said visual artist, I was like, no one in Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers has lost their finger. And then I <laughs> ran down people that have lost their finger. I'm like, Tony Iommi's British. I don't know where James Doohan is from. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bob Ross is option. as good as anybody. You know, you know, you never see that left hand behind the easel either. So, yeah, that's uh, true. <laughs> we're going to go with uh, Bob Ross. And uh, yeah, you could definitely say it might have been a uh, happy little carpentry mishap. Uh, the correct answer there being Bob Ross. Great job. Overthought a little bit, but luckily we stuck to our gun. Okay, let's move right into question number nine. The category here is called Historical OGs. Epic Rap Battles of History was a YouTube web series which pitted two historical figures against each other in a battle for the ages. One of my personal favorite battles is when Skrillex battled which classical composer? Skrillex dropped bars such as, You're a weirdo, blank, you like powdered wigs and poop, and your cousin blew notes on your little magic flute. We can lock in. Were you a big Epic Rap Battles of History fan? I remember Key and Peele doing them. So I, I do not remember the Skrillex one, but I feel like I either want to go Mozart or Beethoven, and I'm leaning towards Mozart. Yeah, and the line of the uh, the magic flute, which I believe is Mozart, uh, that makes sense. I remember watching these a ton um, when I was like, 18 or whatever i thought they were very funny at the time um it's kind of lame uh, if you rewatch them uh but let, we can we can lock in with mozart uh we said mozart, mozart as well mm-hmm. yeah that was a weird time of uh, youtube for sure uh comedy is definitely a lot different back then but uh yeah both teams nailing the correct answer their correct answer being wolfgang amadeus mozart great Sweet. job All right, and let's wrap things up for round number one with question number 10. The category here is a jack of all trades. You Don't Know Jack was a series of goofy trivia games available on PC in the 1990s. The developers have since created the widely popular Jackbox Party Packs, which especially during COVID times, provided a fun way for people to enjoy game nights both at home and virtually. I bet you didn't know that ABC had a You Don't Know Jack game show hosted by what American actor? It's a shame, as the show only lasted a wee amount of time on the network, canceled after its first season in 2001. We're locked in. Love You Don't Know Jack. Yeah, they still do. Yeah, I actually, uh, I interviewed with them once. I was hoping to, to write. They went corporate. They were doing a lot of corporate training once the games dried up. Hmm. Uh, Man, I almost see his face, Matt. Um, well, the clue it only lasted a wee bit of time on TV yeah. would would lead me to Paul Rubens, uh, Mr. Herman. Mm. Um, and it'd be, it's a I'm, shame if it only lasted a season because that'd be fun. But um, yeah, we could probably. Lock yeah, in the I, I I think I recall Paul Rubens doing it. 
So okay. I'm locking in with that. Yeah, I really uh, liked uh, when this was on, um, and I remember it was hosted by Paul Rubens. And uh, Matt picked up on the clue there perfectly, and both teams, again, getting the correct answer. Correct answer being Paul Rubens. Nice. Yeah, that would have been a fun show to watch. All right, and after the first round, uh, extending their lead, we have caffeinated conglomerate refreshers with a score of 90 points, only missing one Pretty good in that first half. And uh, not too far behind at 70 points, we have the caffeinated comics. Just want to take a quick moment to remind everyone how excited we are about Patreon and all the changes that we've gone through. Right now, you are going to get a weekly Patreon bonus. So every week, you're going to get a 10-question quiz written by one of us. And then at the end of the month, you'll get your normal crop drop. So uh, not only are you getting uh, the two bonus episodes like you were uh, basically the last five years or so, but you're going to get one every week. So that's four Patreon bonuses every month if you sign up at the $5 a month or higher level. Sweetening the pot a little bit. Almost like double triviality. Yeah, it is. It's double triviality. You can listen to all those bonuses after you listen to a full episode, and hopefully your, your feed will never go dry. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, if you're joining Patreon at just a dollar a month, uh, you get uh, the newest episodes ad-free and a little bit early when Jeff posts them a day or two early. So uh, if you'd like to join Bryce and uh, you know go to Patreon and support the show, help us um, continue to create more content and maybe even add more trivia in the future, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. All right, Bryce, what do you have for the swing around today? All right, gentlemen, for today's swing round, we've got a swing round called Odd One Out. I'm going to give you a category and three possible options. It's pretty simple. You're going to choose the option that does not fit the category. And let's get things started with question number one. The category is Academy Award winners for Best Cinematography, Life of Pi, Memoirs of a Geisha, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Question number two is Rodents, Possum, Squirrel, Beaver. Question number three is chocolate bars with peanuts. Baby Ruth, Mr. Goodbar, Hundred Grand. Question number four is countries to gain independence from the United Kingdom. Brunei, Haiti, Myanmar. Question number five is TV shows that aired on Fox. MasterChef, Hell's Kitchen, Chopped. Question number six is American comic book creators. Kevin Eastman, Neil Adams, Brian Lee O'Malley. Question number seven is card games that use all 52 cards. Cribbage, Gin Rummy, Euchre. Question number eight is basketball teams from the former ABA. Memphis Grizzlies, Indiana Pacers, San Antonio Spurs. Question number nine is alkaline earth metals. Radium, cesium, strontium. And question number 10 is solo artists with at least 10 number one Billboard Hot 100 songs. Rihanna, Beyonce, Drake. All right, we have our questions. Let's uh, go to the break, listen to some ads, and we'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, before we get to the swing round, Matt, you have a new form of trivia that sounds pretty awesome. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, so I've been playing a lot of trivia. You know, we record all this trivia and we kept thinking, what if there was more trivia? Uh, Would you guys be open to doing more trivia possibly? We should always be open to doing more trivia. I feel like we don't play enough of it actually. So what do you have for us? Yeah, so our old friends at Geeks Who Drink, uh, they came out with a new game. It's called Thrice. It's kind of like your daily wordle, uh, but trivia related. Um, Basically, you get three clues to get one answer and there's five different games. Uh, you could play it at thrice.geekswhodrink.com. Uh, I have a little sample if you guys want to play a round or two. Sounds great. All right. This one is in the category of food and drink. With a distinctively fruity shape, the world's largest maze is owned by what food company? Distinctive shape. So it's got to be a famous logo, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking it's like Snoopy's head. <laughs> from that, that's not, that's not a very farm. fruity shape yeah <laughs> i don't know is Knott's it berry farm matt not berry yeah. farm uh maybe uh ocean spray or was it ocean mist or whatever they're called uh, ocean spray yeah, ocean spray uh, cranberry what? and it's the the shape of that guy riding his skateboard <laughs> yeah exactly uh, let's let's guess ocean spray it's probably not right but the good news is you get more clues uh so question for the two points after the 1893 overthrow of the Hawaiian monarchy, the new president was a scion of what fruit empire? Ah, so I believe this is, uh, well, I'm assuming they're asking about the fruit. So my guess would be pineapple. Oh, pineapple. I like that. Yeah, let's lock that in. All right, let's see if we can get two points here. I think that was the Dole family. Uh, it looks like no, it says, uh, but you did just say the answer because you're looking for the company. If you can't afford a Disney trip, what company's website has recipe for its pineapple and banana whips? Oh, Dole. Dole. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Of the the Bob Dole family, I believe, right? I don't know if they're related, but... <laughs> it's possible. Uh, for one point, it was Dole. Uh, so, yeah, the way it works, uh, the more clues you get, the less points you earn, and you're trying to get the most points. So we'll do one more, just, you know, for example, for everyone to try. Uh, this one is in Science and Nature. Uh, Alexander von Humboldt gave what poetic Greek name to his 19th century treatise on the whole universe? 
Ah, the treatise. I think it's just treatise, Matt. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> like for gilet, treatise. <laughs> treatise. Uh, Neil, what do you think about Cosmos? I like Cosmos. Makes me Sounds think of the Greek. Yeah, makes me think of the TV show. Um, and uh, yeah, makes me think of the drink or the drink. Yeah, let's go Cosmos or Cosmos or Kramer and, or Kramer and Kramer because <laughs> you know everything is uh, best in threes. That's right. All right. Well, you got three points there. That was correct. It was Cosmos. Awesome. Yeah, this is really fun. So I, I love that you get three different uh, times to basically, you know, get a correct answer. So if you feel really dumb one day, uh, at least you'll still get points at the end of it. If you know, if you have to go all the way to the one point question. <laughs> yeah, and it's fun to play around with your friends. You can try to beat each other's score. Same kind of thing. So if you guys want to play, go to thrice.geeksudrink.com and you can play along. Uh, you know, share shares with us on our socials your scores. Let's see if we can beat you. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, thrice.geekswhodrink.com. And uh, yeah, thanks to all of our friends at Geeks Who Drink. Uh, we, we love the trivia you do over there. So uh, hopefully we can keep doing more of it with Thrice. All the answers are now locked in for the swing round. So let's go ahead and get these uh, lists again, and we'll see how we did. All right, and we will start with question number one. The category here was Academy Award winners for Best Cinematography, Life of Pi, Memoirs of the Geisha, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, we went with Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. We went with Memoirs of a Geisha. And points here going to Neil and Ken. Correct answer here being The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Question number two, category was Rodents. Possum, squirrel, beaver. Uh, I believe a possum is a uh, marsupial, so we said possum. We were between possum and beaver, and we went with beaver. And once again, Mm. points here going to Neil and Ken. Uh, A possum is a marsupial. Rough start. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully you have better luck with this next question, which was chocolate bars with peanuts. Baby Ruth. Mr. Goodbar, 100 grand. We don't eat any of these, but we thought Baby Ruth had some sort of nougat from the blood of Babe Ruth, so we said Baby Ruth. We said 100 grand. And a turn of the tides here. We got points going to Matt and John. Correct answer here being 100 grand. All three candies you only find in Halloween bags. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think anyone voluntarily buys any one of these candies. <laughs> Uh, I, in Canada here, I don't think we have any of these chocolate bars. I had to Google American chocolate. I was going to say just to cater to the guests. Uh, baby, baby Ruth is a chocolate bar with peanuts, but no chocolate. <laughs> it's just caramel and peanuts. But uh, I love, I love me a Mister Good bar. Classic. All right, let's uh, go on to question number four. Category here was countries to gain independence from the United Kingdom: Brunei, Haiti, Myanmar. We were kind of between Brunei and Myanmar, and we went with Myanmar. We also went with Myanmar. And uh, Viva la Revolution, guys. Mm. (laughs) No points going out here. Haiti was a French colony, so uh, Mm. Haiti was the correct answer. Oh, French. Next category was TV shows that aired on Fox. MasterChef, Hell's Kitchen, Chopped. Uh, We said Chopped. That's Food Network. Yeah, we said chopped as well. And it took the question five, but we finally got points to go into both teams here. Correct answer here being chopped. And uh, all three of those common shows on my TV here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love some Food Network. 
Absolutely. Food Network or HGTV. That is pretty much my TV from Monday to Friday in the evening. Let's go on to question number six. And the category here was American comic book creators. Kevin Eastman, Neil Adams, Brian Lee O'Malley. So the name that jumped out to me here is uh, Brian Lee O'Malley. I believe he's the Scott Pilgrim guy. And much like our uh, beloved host, Bryce, he's Canadian. So we said uh, O'Malley. Um, For reasons that only John knows, we said Brian Lee O'Malley. Kevin Kevin Eastman created Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Neil Adams was famous for doing Batman, uh, both American. And John just explained that one perfectly. And both teams, once again, here getting points. Correct answer is... The creator of Scott Pilgrim from Canada, Brian Lee O'Malley. Weird that the guy with the show called Caffeinated Comics would know a thing or two about the <laughs> aforementioned. Been waiting the Weird entire show for this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to question number seven. The category here was card games that use all 52 cards. Cribbage, Gin Rummy, Euchre. Mostly a to- uh, toss-up for us on this one, but we said uh, Rummy. We said Euchre because no one knows how to play Euchre. And uh, this was a game that we played pretty much every time during lunch when I worked in the factory. The correct answer here was Euchre. Damn. I believe Euchre only uses from nine up until the ace. So I'm not sure how many cards that is. I think it's like 20 something, but yeah. Okay, question number eight. The category was basketball teams from the former ABA. Memphis Grizzlies, Indiana Pacers, San Antonio Spurs. Do you want to explain this one, Neil, since I can't? Yeah, we knew that uh, Memphis was an expansion team, I believe, originally from Canada. Uh, maybe Bryce uh, threw them out, uh, so we said the Grizzlies. Uh, yep, 100% uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, there was only room for one team here in Canada, so we, uh, we had to get rid of our beloved Grizzlies. Uh, correct answer here being the Memphis Grizzlies, formerly the Vancouver Grizzlies. I thought it might be the Kamloops Grizzlies. <laughs> mm. <laughs> However, I believe Adam Silver has talked about possibly expanding back into Canada in Montreal and Vancouver again, and then possibly also Mexico City. Mm, interesting. That'd be sweet. All right, let's go on to question number nine. The category here was alkaline earth metals. Radium, cesium, strontium. Uh, we just went with radium for this one. Not sure. Um, we went with cesium because we knew radium and strontium were radioactive, so that made cesium stand out and points here going to caffeinated comics correct answer was cesium nice job guys and question number 10 of category was solo artists with at least 10 number one billboard hot 100 songs rihanna beyonce drake uh we went with beyonce just because we believe rihanna and drake are up there uh yeah we know Drake ends up on these lists all the time, and I can name 10 Beyonce songs, so Rihanna was what we went with. So, correct answer here was Beyonce. She puts out bangers, but apparently she's not putting out enough. All right, after the swing round here, the gap has stayed the same. Uh, Both teams (laughs) picking up 30. (laughs) What are you laughing at, There's no swinging. The swinging has been canceled. (laughs) Nothing was swung. (laughs) It's 100 to 120. Okay, and we're going to move right into round two. And very similar to my last game I hosted, this one will have a secret theme. So the team that guesses the secret theme of this round correctly 
will get an additional 10 bonus points. You only get one chance, though, to guess the theme, so please guess wisely. Okay, category number one. The question is called Uno the Worst, Due the Best. What U.S.-based restaurant chain originating from the West Coast sits second on the list of highest-earning chains with over $28 billion of sales in 2022? Despite how grand that number sounds, it still sits well below McDonald's, which almost doubled this chain's sales last year. Um, could it be? Could it be Starbucks? Uh, um. See, I was I was locked on pizza when it said Uno and Due, mm-hmm. so I was thinking, is it California Pizza Kitchen? Oh is yeah, it? but I don't think that they made twenty eight billion. Yeah. They didn't get any of my money. Uh, that's for sure. Not going there. Would it be like, you were thinking like Domino's? Pizza Hut? Yeah, I was thinking Domino's. Okay. I mean, they have a ton of locations. They they do. They are everywhere. And again, I can't let go of that Uno do it. Okay. Well, we're going to we're gonna like- get it, and hopefully it's right in 30 minutes or less. We're going to say Domino's. <laughs> hopefully we're right that, in 30 minutes That sounds minutes pretty good. That, that might be like Domino's, uh, Domino's talk. Uh, but uh, we went with the, uh, the restaurant that, since we live in the future, the restaurant that uh, took over everything, Taco Bell. All right. And uh, unfortunately, no points going out here. The correct answer was said. Um, I probably butchered the pronunciation of the category, but I did try my best to count in Italian because this chain is known for using Italian with their sizing. Don't say it. It is the coffee conglomerate <laughs> itself. We're not going to say it, but you can guess the correct We all answer. said it when we were guessing. <laughs> no one said it as an answer. Oh, boy. Yeah. Despite how grande that number sounded. <laughs> that was supposed to be a hint there, too. <laughs> I need to venti my frustration yeah. about getting it wrong. <laughs> okay, and let's move into question number two. The category here is called Off With His Head. Also known as The Last, which former French king was the last king of France before the fall of the monarchy during the French Revolution? He also holds the distinction of being the only king of France to be publicly beheaded. Five points for the correct name and five points for the correct regnal number. Yeah, it's not the one before that. It's definitely this. Yeah. It's got to be that one then because the, the one before that reigned for so long. So, Okay, I think we're going to lock in. Okay, it's a Louis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and I think it's the 14th, but I'm mostly remembering Mel Brooks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm willing to say that Mel Brooks was historically accurate. Yeah, he's usually, uh, that's something that he prides himself on. Uh, historical accuracy so I, I i agree i think we could do louis the 14th it sounds good yeah we're pretty sure it's uh louis uh the number not so sure but we went with 13th all right so both teams picking up five points it was king louis um but the correct regional number here was king louis the 16th wow mm. too many louis way too many louis Okay, and with that, let's move on to question number three. The category is, see, Mom, I told you this would be useful one day. What do the settings of all these video games have in common? Far Cry 3, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, Donkey Kong 64. Are they all first person? I know. Um, No. 
I think so. Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag is the pirate one. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it's on a pirate ship. I think maybe these are all Animal Crossing New Horizons. Maybe they're all on an island. I could go with that. I know. I know Far Cry Four and Five. Like one's the drug run and one's white supremacist. Oh so boy! If three's on an island, okay. Yeah, well, Donkey Kong sixty four. I'm pretty sure is on an island, so we can we can lock in. They're all on an island. All right, they're all on an island. Yep, that's what we thought as well. All games taking place on an island. And points going to both teams. Correct answer here being they all take place on an island. Okay, let's move right into question number four. The category here is called Chief Reef. Combine Indiana Jones' actual first name with the last name of the author of The Picture of Dorian Gray to get the name of this British naval officer who was chief officer of the RMS Titanic. He, much like Jack himself, went down with the ship. I'd say Jack went down next to the ship, but... (laughs) So you're saying the dog's name was Indiana? Yeah, it's it's Henry Wilde. Okay. Henry Jones Jr., and Oscar Wilde wrote Dorian Gray. Well, there we go. We also locked in with Henry Wilde. And both teams getting the correct answer there. Correct answer being Henry Wilde. Indiana Jones' first name being Henry. And Oscar Wilde writing the picture of Dorian Gray. Okay, and let's move right into question number five. Question number five, the category is market price. At the Ripley's Aquarium in Toronto, Ontario, you can weigh yourself to find out how much you'd be worth compared to what type of fish found primarily off the coast of Japan. Personally, I'd be worth about $1.2 million. Now that's a lot of sashimi. We are locked in. Hmm. Do you know what kind of fish is sashimi? Uh, Japanese. I mean, there's, uh, there's a lot of salmon. Yeah. A lot of... But I feel like salmon and trout are very Canadian. I'm trying to think what's specifically Japanese. Yeah. Um, and this is sashimi is like different than uh, sushi. sushi, right? Yeah. Um, you can make sashimi with all kinds of fish, just for the record. I was going to okay, say. Okay, yeah. so that doesn't help me at all. Uh, <laughs> it, you, and you don't think it's like a tuna? I'm starting to lean towards tuna because you know, salmon, salmon is a cold water fish. And right. Japan is much warmer climate. Yeah. You want to go? You want to go tuna? Tuna, then? tuna would still resonate with uh, Canada. Yeah. You know, you would want something so Japanese that it wouldn't be in the Ontario Museum. <laughs> you want to alienate the Canadians. Yeah. With your wild fish they're, choices. They're, they're very. They get testy. Mm-hmm. The Canadians. That's what they're known for. Yeah. Uh, yeah let's go with tuna. Do you want more from them? Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for a little bit of That's what clarification on that. What about ahi tuna? That's a type of tuna, <laughs> big tuna. Jim Halpert, <laughs> ahi tuna. That's what we said. Chicken All of right. the sea. They're going with ahi tuna. Uh, I think more famous in Hawaii. Uh, we're going with the bluefin tuna. Mm. And uh, points going to Ken and Neil. Correct answer there being the bluefin tuna. Mm. Well, I feel good because I was never going to get bluefin tuna. I'm surprised I got tuna. <laughs> I thought we were done. Yeah. 
All right, and after the first five questions in the second round, uh, still maintaining their lead with a score of 155 points, caffeinated conglomerate refreshers with a score of 155. I think I said that already. And uh, just behind 125, caffeinated comics. Okay, let's move on to question number six. The category is not a good idea. In 2018, the Boring Company began offering flamethrowers to consumers, selling out all 20,000 available units in just a few days. They quickly ran into a roadblock, however, as customs officials would not allow imports of any item called a flamethrower. What did they rename this product in order to avoid these customs issues? Okay, we have no idea what the answer to this is, so we're just going to lock in with the, the good old fire tosser. Uh, fire tosser is a good name. Uh, do you have any, do you remember this story? First of all, no, I don't remember the story. I feel like they would have made it more technical and, and boring. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel, I feel like incendiary would be part of it, but it's just a guess. Do you remember this? Uh, I don't. Um, okay. And I, I don't think it has any, yeah, like it could be like cigarette lighter or, you know, uh, in, industrial size marshmallow toaster. Um, yeah. It's something silly like that. I think. I want to say flashlight. Flashlight? Yeah. <laughs> Not technically incorrect. Yeah. Flashlight. Okay. We'll lock in with that. Okay. And uh, unfortunately, no points going out here. Uh, I did give a little bit of a clue when I said not a good idea uh, because they, you know, very creatively renamed the product, not a flamethrower. Oh, jeez. Okay, and uh, let's move on to question number seven. The category here is definitely not a cult. What is the name of the Catholic fraternal organization founded in 1882 by Father Michael McGivney in New Haven, Connecticut? The group's primary source of income is from its insurance branch, which as of 2021, underwrites over $100 billion of life insurance. All right, they're locked in, and we've talked about every insurance company yeah, you can possibly we'll, think of. We'll in the lock world. in with our, <laughs> and we'll we're, lock in with our best guess. We're just going with the big one, and we're saying Prudential. Not a bad guess. Um, we think probably better known for credit cards, but maybe they have an insurance wing as well. And we said Capital One. Maybe it's uh, just a personal thing that I know a lot of finance companies. But I let me guess: is this the Hartford? Uh, three good guesses there. Um, so no one getting points here. And I did get to listen to the long conversation had between Matt and John, and they talked themselves out of the right answer. Uh, the correct answer is Knights of Columbus. Wow. Oh, oh the Knights of Columbus. Oh, I have an insurance wing. Yeah, see, we got Knights of Columbus, but we said they're not insurance. <laughs> All right, and uh, let's move right into question number eight. The category here is a great use of taxpayer dollars. In 2017, the Ontario government spent $120,000 to help construct the world's largest what? Weighing in at 14 tons and measuring six stories tall, it was originally constructed as an attraction for the 150th Canada Day celebration, but can now be found floating at various venues across the globe. I feel like it's got to be a giant animal. You think it's a giant animal? I think so. Just it, a giant. It, it's giant. It was an attraction, mm -hmm. so it means it's not like a log or a serious thing, and now it floats around. Yeah, I, I want to say beaver, but I think I might just be thinking about the swing round. All right, so we're thinking we're thinking something large, an animal, 
if it's floating, it could be it could be a rubber duck. What about a rubber duck? I would like to see that. Yeah. Um, I, I think and based on maybe maybe the theme that fits. So I think I think we can lock in with rubber duck. Okay. I'll go with that. Ooh. That's a that's a very good answer. I wonder if you're right. I think we both have the theme at this point, correct? Probably. Probably. Um, we thought what kind of floats on the wind and is super Canadian, we thought it might be a big statue of a maple leaf. And points here are going to caffeinated comics. The yeah. correct answer here being a giant rubber duck. Wow. Wow. So I think we yeah, we definitely both have figured out the theme. We'll see if everyone at home has figured I it out. I would like to yet. ride the giant rubber duck, to be honest. <laughs> that's what I want to do. Like Danny yeah. DeVito and Batman Returns. I wanna yeah. see a I wanna see a Danny DeVito that's seven stories tall. <laughs> <laughs> Next we just need a giant Ernie in there too. <laughs> okay, and uh, let's move right into question number nine. Category is it's not rocket science. While the Beastie Boys, Miguel, and Pink all have released covers of this song with various levels of success, nothing beats the Elton John original, a song which got its name from one of the songwriter's girlfriends. Which former number one Billboard song am I referring to? All right, uh, we are going through our list that fits the theme, trying to come up with an answer here, and we're going to go with Benny and the Jets. Mm -hmm. Yes, and if you've ever heard the... Are you done? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> if you've ever heard the Beastie Boys version of Benny and the Jets, Bismarcky sings. So okay. it is. It, if you've heard it once, you will always remember that the Beastie Boys did Benny and the Jets. And uh, points going to both teams there. Correct answer is Benny and the Jets. All right, final question of the round. The category is Mo Money, No Problems. Meryl Streep nearly walked away from her role in which 2006 film after finding her initial salary offer to be insultingly low. It went on to become her second highest grossing film she ever starred in, earning her an 11th nomination for Best Actress at the Academy Awards. It was one of the ones I was uh, mm. missing from my list. Oh, yeah, that fits perfectly, yeah. Right, we're going to like support the team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is The Devil Wears Prada. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was. Just... Nope. That I was starting to think of Mamma Mia, and it doesn't tie into the theme. So let's say yeah, the Detroit World. Mamma Mia. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. That so, answer is not going to Paris. <laughs> so obvious. All right. Well, Devil Wears Prada is the answer, I believe. And uh, yeah, once again, points going to both teams. There, the correct answer was Devil Wears Prada. And then uh, for ten bonus points, right? The theme. Is that how we're doing it? Yeah. Yeah. And we all know that these are baseball teams, right? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. NHL, NHL, NHL teams. teams there, Matt. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Yeah. And uh, with words in there like star, king, island, wild, blue, flame, knights, duck, jets, and devil. Uh, these are all names for NHL hockey teams. So. All right. And with... The regulation finished up here. Uh, we have just a 20-point difference between our two teams with 165 points. We have Caffeinated Comics and still in the lead, but not a commanding one at 185. It's like it's like we're the uh, the Bears. You know how the commentators never have anything good to say about yeah, the right. Bears? Yeah, 
talk about something else. It's not that I have nothing good to say. It's just that Neil is always like, it's a close yeah. game. So I just wanted to 185. mix it up a little yeah, bit. That's fine. So 185 points for the caffeinated conglomerate. I mean, sure, they're ahead, but not yeah. by much. And they're probably is, uh, won't hold it in the final. Is but, Donna Kelsey in the studio? Can we talk about that instead? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, before we move on to the final, once again, want to remind everybody uh, who hasn't signed up for Patreon that we're uh, sweetening the pot a little bit uh, in this new year. It's going to be uh, bonus episodes every week. Right. Before it- you got two bonuses, you got one trivia-based bonus and one crop drop. Yes. But now you're going to get three trivia-based bonuses and, and a crop drop. And every mm-hmm. week, basically, you're going to get a bonus every week. It's like double triviality. Double we're triviality and at the $5 level. $5 level or higher. Double trivia level or, or higher. Triple the trivia. Yep. There you go. So join us over on Patreon. Uh, we'd appreciate your support. Let's go ahead and get the final round categories. And sticking with the hockey theme here for the final round, your five categories for the final round are center, wing, defense, puck, and coach. Okay, both teams feel like they've got nothing to lose and everything to gain, so everybody's going all in. Let's have the questions. All right, and we will start with the category of center. The center point where the prime meridian and equator intersect at zero degrees north, zero degrees east, is a place called Null Island, which isn't really an island, but just an imaginary place that scientists use as a reference point. What Western African nation sits closest to this point with its most southern peninsula, Cape Three Points, being its closest landmass. In the category of wing, PGA Tour legend John Daly and his collegiate athlete son, John Daly II, recently signed a major endorsement deal with which restaurant chain? They specialize in chicken wings, amongst other parts of the chicken. Daly Jr. said that this restaurant is the ideal place to go and unwind after a long day on the course or in the classroom. In the category of defense, if the U.S. Department of Defense was a person, they would easily be the richest person in the world, as the department's annual budget is more than three times larger than the net worth of Elon Musk. That being said, what is the department's total budget for the 2023 fiscal year? An answer within $200 billion on either side will be scored correct. In the category of puck. Wolfgang Puck is an American-based chef who is best known for his contributions to modern fusion cuisine and the rise of Californian cuisine in the 1970s. He was born Wolfgang Topfschnick in the city of Sant Viet Anderglan in which European nation? And in the category of Coach. Coach is a luxury fashion brand which was founded by Miles and Lillian Kahn in the 1940s. It started as a family-run workshop in Manhattan, where six family members handcrafted items out of leather. What was the first item they ever produced? A swing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that note, we're going to take a break, think about these answers, and we'll be right back. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got The Cure, three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults. It doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. 
New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. We are back. We have our answers, and it's time to find out who will be today's cream of the crop. Let's have the questions one more time, please. Sure thing. We will start with the category of center. The center point where the prime meridian and equator intersect at zero degrees north, zero degrees east, is a place called Knoll Island, which isn't really an island, but just an imaginary place that scientists use as a reference point. What Western African nation sits closest to this point, with its most southern peninsula, Cape Three Points, being its closest landmass? Um, we knew, as I said, it was kind of on the underboob of West Africa, and uh, we went with Ghana. Mm, we were between um, Senegal and Ghana. We weren't sure if it was further west or in that um, delightfully put underboob of West Africa. Uh, we went with Ghana, though. And uh, you both picked the correct country in the underboob of Africa. Correct answer there being Ghana. Gonna get some points. Both, <laughs> both teams getting a geography question right. That's uh, shocking. It's rare. Like the meat that uh, Bryce is going to be wearing <laughs> after this game. <laughs> okay, next, the category of wing. PGA Tour legend John Daly and his collegiate athlete son, John Daly II, recently signed a major endorsement deal with which restaurant chain? They specialize in chicken wings, amongst other parts of the chicken. Daly Jr. said that this restaurant is the ideal place to go and unwind after a long day on the course or in the classroom. Uh, an interesting uh, question here. We thought of a couple of different wing restaurants, and we went with Buffalo Wild Wings. We're making the call. I was surprised uh, I am... by how quickly Matt got this. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> well, even I get the chance to say, place. um, he just jumped right in with this answer. After a long day at classes, I would also go to uh, my local Hooters. Oh, Hooters. yeah. Uh, they specialize in wings and they also specialize in breasts. The correct answer here being Hooters. Uh, can't believe we did not think of Hooters because we knew that it had to be somewhere with alcohol because John Daly loves his libations, but we did not think of Hooters. I think my favorite John Daly stat line was someone tracked uh, his what he consumed during a round of golf. Uh, for I think it was the PGA Championships, and it was 20 cigarettes, 12 Diet Cokes, six packs of M&Ms, and zero milliliters of water. So um, <laughs> that, that tells you pretty much all you need to know about John Daly. Actually, I think that stat line proves golf is not a sport. That's a peak performance <laughs> athlete right there. Well, that is the diet of a bowler. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on to the category of defense. If the U.S. Department of Defense was a person, they would easily be the richest person in the world, as the department's annual budget is more than three times larger than the net worth of Elon Musk. That being said, what is the department's total budget for the 2023 fiscal year? An answer within $200 billion on either side will be scored correct. Well, that's a lot of billions. Uh, we're going to say $900 billion. Wow. 
Yeah, after thinking it over, maybe we went a little low, but um, we went with $680 because we just can't picture Elon Musk having more than $200 billion. Well, and it changes picture week it. to week to week. <laughs> it's diminishing. <laughs> um, so both good guesses. And uh, both teams are going to score points. They both fell within the range. The correct answer here was $773 billion. All right. In the category of Puck, Wolfgang Puck is an American-based chef who is best known for his contributions to modern fusion cuisine and the rise of Californian cuisine in the 1970s. He was born Wolfgang Topschnig in the city of St. Viet Anderglan in which European nation? Uh, we said Austria. We also said Austria because we were thinking, what's German that's not German? And we came up with the land of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And both teams getting that one correct. The correct answer there was Austria. Okay, for anybody keeping score, um, the other team's in the lead right now. So we need them to miss and we need to hit. So let's see what happens. And the final category was coach. Coach is a luxury fashion brand which was founded by Miles and Lillian Conan in the 1940s. It started as a family-run workshop in Manhattan where six family members handcrafted items out of leather. What was the first item they ever produced? So we were uh, bopping between wallet and belt, and we went with wallet. Hmm. Well, to take all the suspense out of the game, we also went no. wallet. <laughs> and the correct answer was, in fact, a wallet. Great job, both teams. There. All right. Wow. <laughs> Son of a gun. What a comeback. Hooters, Hooters does it for us again. <laughs> now you have to go unwind at Hooters. <laughs> all right. So uh, as Ken alluded to a moment ago, uh, there was a little bit of a shakeup in the final round here. An impressive 275 points from the caffeinated conglomerate refreshers was not enough to uh, topple the perfect 150 points added for a grand total of 315. Caffeinated Comics, you are this week's cream of the crop. I am the cream. Wow, I can't believe Ken, uh, we found out Ken does not like Hooters at all because if we if we would have thought about Hooters, we would have won. But uh, great game uh, for the other team. Uh Great win, to be honest. John, how did you feel about winning today on your first episode of Triviality? Oh, I never thought it was going to happen. <laughs> I was like, if I was like, no, if they weren't completely film and comic based, I was like, there is no chance. And Matt is right now calling all hey, of listen. his relatives to let them know the good news. <laughs> if you're uh, if you're uh, going up against me, there's a good chance you're going to win. So, just <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, John, where can people find your show? It's it's a great show. I, like I said, I've had the pleasure of being on before, but it's always entertaining and it's a great listen every week. But uh, where can people find you? And then any other shout outs you'd like to give before we let you go today? Sure. Uh, I'm slowly weaning myself out of Twitter. So my social media presence is shrinking. Uh, I am not on my book on Instagram and threads, if I ever remember to post there. And our Facebook page, facebook.com slash caffeinated comics is really where we do a lot of the postings of new episodes and news in the land of geek. And you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Um, as one of our hosts likes to say, just ask Alexa to play Caffeinated Comics, and then I start talking through your echo. Hey, that's a that's a nice way to uh, to listen to some stuff. And uh, you're in a band as well. Did you want to talk about uh, where people can find the band? Oh yeah, we uh, I'm we are playing a '90s festival actually at the Brower House 
in Lombard on the 16th. We'll be playing a full hour as Weezer. And uh, I believe we have like Linkin Park and Alice in Chains on the the bill as well. So a lot of cover bands playing. It, it just gives me an excuse to take my guitars out and let them air. Well, yeah, and it's a, it's a fun band. That, it's called Nerweeze Day. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so we do, we started out doing Nirvana, Weezer, and Green Day. And then as we got bored, we started putting in Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam and Stone Temple Pilots. And then uh, people told us that the name makes no sense. So we, we, we are also can be found under the name That Grunge Band. And we have a Facebook page and an Instagram page for those, too, if you want to follow us there. Sweet. Well, yeah, I definitely will. And Bryce, uh, once again, wonderful game. Uh, last time it was it was a ton of fun, and it was even better this time. Uh, we can tell how much work you put into the game. Thank you for doing that. Any shout-outs from you before we let you go today? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm going to shout out you guys for having me on the show. I always have a, a blast coming on here. I have a blast hosting trivia. So uh, thank you again for giving me the opportunity. Um, I'm going to shout out my wife and my brother for helping me play tests and write these questions and make numerous, numerous changes over the last couple of months to get this thing good. Uh, and I'm also going to thank some of the people on the Discord that helped me play test this game. Clinton, Reese, Sforza, Scoogee, Johnson, and Dispatch Rabbi. So thanks to the amazing Discord community, the crop. If you, uh, if you want to join, then please do, because there are some great people that can help you if you are new to trivia like me and are just, you know, wanting to join a community of like-minded individuals so yeah awesome well we also want to send out a thank you to airwave media uh they're our network uh airwavemedia.com is where you can find them they have other great shows such as the pirate history podcast settle the stars or small things often ah small things often not what you'll find at hooters but thank you ken for that plug uh we can uh hopefully see everyone next week uh with a brand new cast of fun characters and trivia but for today we'd love to thank bryce and matt and john and jeff and ken and myself is neil and that was triviality 